Welcome to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast, a sacred place and resource for spiritually centered women who want to go from the mundane to the magical life for overcoming fear and doubt, reconnecting with the goddess, understanding messages from spirit, and uncovering your spiritual gifts so you can finally live the life you deserve. Hello and welcome, Spiritual Trailblazer. We have an amazing guest today, and the topic is deep. I cannot wait to dive in. Today's topic is how to grow to a state of abundance when life knocks you down. Very relevant, very important. Our lovely guest, Kimberly Malusis, is a CPA, tech specialist, turned natural health entrepreneur, and abundance coach. In her coaching work, she focuses on empowering people to create abundance in their life, mind, body, and finances. And she recently launched her Life More Abundantly course for that very purpose. Kimberly is also a homeschooling mom and loves swimming, hiking, scuba diving, and gardening. Welcome, Kimberly. Oh, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I am excited to have you, and I have to tell you, uh, even your recreational activities, swimming, hiking, scuba diving, gardening, mm-hmm. you must be really fit <laughs> and adventurous. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit crazy, some people might say. <laughs> I tried uh, snorkeling once, and okay. I, I nearly had a panic attack. I mean, I, I thought, there's always uh, what I think, and then reality, and so <laughs> I thought it would be you know, nothing to it, water's clear, you know, you see the fish, and I, what I realized, and this is interesting, and I know this is going to play out throughout the episode, is sometimes we don't realize what an issue is until we have to face it, and then we don't mm-hmm. know what to do, and we kind of freeze, so mm-hmm. I'm just sitting on um, the, uh, the, the dock area about to, you know, dive in, you're supposed to go in, and I went in a little bit, and I just started, I don't know what it's called, I guess, hyperventilating as well. Yeah. Like, I just, the thought of not being grounded freaked me out. Like, I couldn't stand up in the water, so I had to hoist myself up, so thank God for that upper body strength, oh, and yeah. I just stood there. I just couldn't get my breath together, so. Um, oh, yeah, breath is yeah. important. Hell <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, so that's pretty awesome, uh, so yeah. Thank you for, you know, again, coming on the show and talking about this, especially during this time. I feel like um, a lot of people will benefit from this. I just saw on the news that 6 million people are filing for unemployment. People are nervous. And even if it wasn't a pandemic, there's still people out there who are nervous about the life purpose, their future, and of course, finances, abundance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was on your website, I noticed that you you know, as I was reading your bio too, the body, emotions, finances, spirit all play a part in that. So mm-hmm. how did you come to that point where you, where you realize these are the main points that I need to address in my business? Wow, that's such a big question. You know, um, I think that we're constantly on this journey of, of trying to sort things out and why it is that some things work and some things don't. And I, I kind of look at my life as a tapestry, you know, and if you're looking on the one side of the tapestry, all you see is strings and you're just, Mm -hmm. it just looks like a mess. And, you know, recently I feel like I had this big aha where I finally flipped over 
what looked like a mess. And I realized all of those little individual strands were, were creating this beautiful picture that if I were to just see the other side, I could see the other side of the tapestry was forming something amazing. And so when I put this Life More Abundantly course together, it was really that big aha, here's what it is that has been working, here's what it is that created abundance in my life. And that's what I wanted to share and feel so excited to share with people. That's wonderful. And I like how you broke that down because you talked about the aha moment and what you wanted to share. And mm -hmm. what I have realized over the years is that sometimes people don't want to share certain things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they want to share the end result. Like here, like I'm abundant because I did uh, you know, like mind work. And mm -hmm. the thing is, there's so much in between the mind work and when you really get to abundance and before you did the mind work and when you got there. Oh, huge. Yeah. And I think it's really important to share with people the journey, right? Because it's, like you said, it's wonderful to share when you've arrived, but, but none mm -hmm. of us ever feels like we've arrived. We always kind of feel like a work in progress. And so sometimes we just need to have the courage to share from where we're at and say, hey, here's what's worked so far. I always say that everybody has somebody that they can lead no matter where you're at, because there's always somebody that you're slightly ahead of. But, but yeah, mm -hmm. abundance is this beautiful combination of looking at a broad spectrum of things and so when we put that all together um, we create abundance but it kind of starts with how you're how you're looking at the world mm -hmm. I really like how you use the tapestry and you know putting it together and you talk about the flip side mm -hmm. it's so easy not to look or not even think about the flip side so how were you able to like, finally flip it like what, what was that that point in your life that you're just like you know what flip it I'm going to flip it <laughs> <laughs> I love that flip it. how did I flip it um hopefully I flipped it the right way <laughs> you don't want to be flipping the wrong thing right but um so here's what it what happened is you know last year I set out to create a customer service um, program. So just an education program for my customers to say, hey, here's some things that you would be wise to do to put into practice because my business is natural health. I wanted to give them some input. And, um, and so when I started on that journey, I started thinking to myself, okay, so what is it in my life that has got me to where, where I am? And I realized that here I was in my 50th year and I felt more physically fit. I I felt more vibrant in my energy and vitality. I felt like I felt really comfortable about my physical appearance. Finally, you know, I felt like my relationships were better. My mindset was better. My finances were better than at any time in my life. My connection with God was better. I was more generous, more kind. And I thought, what is it? You know, if, if really we're supposed to be on this journey, I believe that we're supposed to go from glory to glory. We're supposed to be continually getting better. But when I looked around me, even though I saw that that was my experience, it wasn't the experience of the people that I was connected to in large part. Like there was a lot of people who had a laundry list of, you know, emotional, physical and financial issues. And I thought, what is it that I did that got me to be where I am? And so as I started to journal about this, everything just went boom. And I just started to see like the tapestry on the one side, but also what were the things that I had done? What are the pieces that came together? And, and that created 
physical, emotional, financial, and spiritual abundance. And so when I put the course together, it really started off as that, but then it became so much more. It became kind of like a life reflection. And then here are the lessons. And so like they're, they're intense lessons. I mean, this is, this is not mm-hmm. just a, a course that you take and then you, you know, you're, you're done in 10 weeks. It really is a lifelong journey. That's pretty cool. And I was actually writing some notes because there were three things that, well, a lot of things stuck out, but there were three things that were call to actions that I, I heard. Journaling, life reflection, mm-hmm. and then you, know, you actually putting that course together. Mm-hmm. So when, when people want to figure out, well, how, how can I be abundant? How can I be like Kimberly? Like what would Kimberly do? One of the basic things we can do is write. And, and I think that gets overlooked a lot of times because for whatever reason, maybe because nowadays everyone is on their phone, even though there's a note section in your phone, but it's not quite the same as mm-hmm. having a pen or a pencil in your hand and writing. So I really like that you talked about that because you started off with something really simple. One of the questions I was going to ask you is what is one thing people can do right now to help them shift that that mindset that perspective and it seemed like writing would be one of them writing is definitely one of them because it gives you the time to stop and and reflect right it, many times we're so busy um taking in media or you know input input mm-hmm. input that we don't stop to just um I, I love to use the example of charlie and the chocolate factory i know this this might seem off topic i promise it will come back so charlie and the chocolate factory you know at I watched the, uh, the Broadway play. It was a Toronto version of the Broadway play. And, and at the end, you know, Charlie, uh, the, I don't know if you remember the story, but it was this Willy Wonka and this incredible factory with all these mm-hmm. wonders all the way through the factory. And at the end, Willy Wonka says to Charlie, I'm going to take you to the room that everything comes from. This is where everything comes from all of these ideas and you know Charlie is just so excited and he's like oh I wonder what is this room what what wonders are going to be in this room if this is the room of all rooms and he takes him into the room and the room is empty it's empty except for a journal and a desk and Mm -hmm. it's just a beautiful picture but that is actually where the inspiration comes from when we stop to reflect and we can stop to analyze what has been working, what hasn't been working. You know, that, that's the beginning of, of the healing journey. That's the beginning of the abundance journey. It's the beginning of, of understanding ourselves. Yes, I, I love that because you're just saying, you know, we take so much in, but what do we release? Or hmm. I, I, read it, I read an article years ago about the brain and why we can't re- remember certain things. And the article just explained that our brain, our brain absorbs everything, whether we realize it or not. Mm-hmm. If we're walking down the street, we are noticing the cat and the mm-hmm. sky and the car, everyone. And it goes into our subconscious. Mm-hmm. And then we go to sleep at night. Our brain is like a computer and it just mm-hmm. deletes things. Whatever's not important. That, that cat, that stray cat, delete. That car, delete. What you <laughs> ate. Mm, it gets safe for a while and then delete later. You know, so it's just so, so many things that our, our body, our minds end up doing that we aren't aware of. But consciously, you're right, we're absorbing all the social media, all the news, all mm-hmm. the other people's lives, whether we want it or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't release any of that. We don't say, you know what, 
let me do some reflection and, and figure out what's working for me and what's not. And what's not working for me is maybe spending way too much time on social media or mm-hmm. constantly saying yes, 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 yes. So I think mm-hmm. that is so pertinent to understanding how we can get to that abundant level. Start writing this down. Start really ascertaining what works for you and what does not. Yeah, because when I'm really mentioned- excited. <laughs> so, yeah, perfect. And because when you mentioned about the the nighttime and and deleting, how does your brain know what to delete? I'll tell you how. Your brain knows what to delete because you determine what's important. And Mm. you determine what's important by the glasses that you choose to put on. I look at your mindset and your focus as the glasses. Uh, Those glasses will then help you to you know, get, will give you the grid through which you view all of life. So for example, um, let's just say that you buy a blue car, you know, and then you go to the parking lot. Suddenly blue cars are important and you start thinking, oh my goodness, everybody else in the whole world bought a blue car at the same time I did. <laughs> the blue cars have always been there, but now you're suddenly noticing them because you have mm. a blue car. And so that's because the glasses that you have on have told you that the blue car is important. And so if you want to be able to create an abundance mindset, that's going to get you up when life knocks you down. It's really important that you're intentional about what those glasses are that you put on. What are you going to choose to focus on? What are you going to choose to allow your grid to be through which you're going to interpret the world? Because those glasses are going to serve you well, or they're going to bring you into a state of despair. And I mean, I always think, you know, like my, my, view is that abundance is always available. It always is available to everybody equally, but not everybody experiences it equally. And the difference is because of the glasses, the perspective that you choose to wear. And you will only find what the uh, glasses are that you should be wearing, what the perspective is when you take the time to stop and, and think and process and journal. So that's, that's where the magic happens. Mm, that needs to be on a post, poster board. Think, process, journal. I love mm. that. Mm-hmm. We all need our Willy Wonka room. <laughs> we do. We yeah. do. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so interesting, especially when you said, uh, you know, what's important to you? That's, what, that's how your brain figures out what to delete. And mm-hmm. I never thought about that before. That's so true. What's important to you? Because mm-hmm. I, so I'm in a lot of Facebook groups and it's women of all ages. And one of the things that breaks my heart is when I see a woman who writes, I'm 23 years old and I've been single for two, three years. I feel like I'm doomed. And I'm thinking to oh myself, my why would you have that mindset? No, no, mm-hmm. no. You know, and, and, and the thing is, in, in her mind, it's important to be in a relationship. Maybe, or it could be some generational thing, but let's just for, for this example, say she wants to be in a, in a relationship is important to her. Mm-hmm. Someone else might say, honey, travel, you know, learn more yeah. about yourself, become the woman, you know, that you truly want to be, you know, through X, Y, Z. And then that man will come because now you know exactly who you are and you know exactly what you want, especially in a, mm-hmm. in a guy. Mm-hmm. What's important to you? Exactly. And sometimes we don't, yeah, sometimes we don't get that because... Uh, the overload, as you were saying, of what we receive. We receive a lot, but we don't, we don't put anything out there. We got to start. That's, that's abundance. We got to start putting it out there, putting it out there. Stop absorbing to as much as you can. Sometimes it's unavoidable, but 
don't absorb so much, start putting stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I don't know if you, this is again, because I have a, a young son, maybe this is why my analogies are, are, are Lego related, but I, 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 I always think of Lego. Okay. So if you think of Lego, you buy a Lego kit, for example, and what people are, are apt to do with a Lego kit for, for many people is they buy the Lego kit, they follow the instructions, they put it together, they have a thing, right? That's, that's one thing you could do with a Lego kit. But I'll tell you what my son does with every single Lego kit. He'll make it and that will last about, oh, maybe half an hour. And then he'll take it apart and it will go into a Lego pile. Now, now this used to distress me to no end. It'd be like, you just took it apart. You know, how are you going to know how to put it back together again? How are you going to find all the pieces? It doesn't distress him because his perspective is, okay, that's cool that I learned how to make one thing. But now I'm going to put my imagination to work and I'm going to figure out all kinds of other things that I can make. And so he creates incredible puzzle boxes and like unbelievable things with Lego. And he's only the age of nine and he blows me away because when he, when the average person like me <laughs> looks at a, a pile of Lego, I see a mess. When he <laughs> at a pile of Lego, he sees a, a, a box that's, that has all of these cool features to it and puzzles. And he sees like, you know, creations. He sees so many different things when he looks at that same pile of Lego. And that's because he's not getting his instructions from the outside. He's allowing mm. his instructions to come from the inside. Mm. That is powerful. Yes. That is a huge shift. Mm. And man, I, I tell you, if I had that, model or that same back in grade school that would have been great so I went right. to <laughs> right I went to a, yeah it was, I went to a Catholic grade school and uh well most of my uh let's say school career was in Catholic school and there was always motivational posters on the wall you can do it you know if something takes more than five minutes to think about it doesn't matter five years from now you know all that kind of stuff uh -huh. and um imagine if some of those same sayings were replaced with it comes from within, you know, even if you don't really get it, then it, it, it just gets instilled in you at that mm -hmm. age. I think that's really cool that your son sees that. I, I see my arch nemesis and foot pains. <laughs> step on a Lego. Oh. Foot pains to step on a Lego. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Booby traps. <laughs> yeah. That's the mom version of Lego. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really cool. That I, I love that because, uh, I want to say, so my cousin he just turned I think 21 but it, I, I just feel like from so he was born in oh he, he will be 21 he was born in 2000 and I feel like people born 2000 and you know beyond the technology is already there for them mm. and it's really cool because they're more connected but I like when I, the era I grew up the late 80s 90s because we had that transition of having to dial up <laughs> to mm -hmm. go on the internet and we appreciate that more, especially when I use my headset, you know, because it's just like, whoa, it's like a party in my ears. I can hear all the instruments of a song now. Right. And so what I love about your son is that in this world filled with technology, he can still use his imagination. Mm -hmm. That is so beautiful because there's all, there's a thousand and one reasons not to do it, right? We have silly games on our phone you know, to help us pass time, they're almost mind-numbing, <laughs> there's no real goal, you know, to some of these games, mm -hmm. and 
some of the cartoons are crazy. You know, I, I told people when I have kids, they're going to be watching Mr. Rogers Neighborhood and cartoons from the 80s mm-hmm. because they really promoted uh, teamwork and, you know, diversity, values. things like that. Yeah. Values, exactly. Some, some of these cartoons I can't take. Anyway, I'm going off. What I'm saying <laughs> is, is that <laughs> it's great to have that. And I think that's one of the, the issues when it comes to abundance because that path to abundance and being in that that vortex really lies within our imagination because if we try to think of it as oh I want to hit the lottery for a thousand dollars the lottery can take many forms so one can just write you a check like you know what just been a good friend to me over the years and you know I'm just in a good mood here's a thousand dollars and George Clooney actually did that his wife said uh, he had a dinner party with 13 of his closest friends and he gave them each a million dollars is that not hitting the lottery? Yes. <laughs> so it's like that, you know, your imagination allows for multiple opportunities and allows for abundance to really do its thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's a question you would love for people to ask you when they come to you for assistance with abundance and even with, with your, your course? That's really fun. I get to, I get to ask my own question. I love that. (laughs) I'm always asking myself questions and and people are always asking me questions, but to choose a question, that's awesome. (laughs) So it, let's just say, and this, this is something that comes to me, to me often is, you know, like how do, how do I become successful when, I mean, like even the, the title of this podcast, when, when I have so much going against me, like when, when life knocks you down, how do you get back up? How do you create abundance in that situation? And I feel like that's where I like to tell my story because, you know, when people look at me now, they say, okay, great. You know, you're a presidential diamond leader. You're a Canadian founder of doTERRA. You're doing really well financially. You have all of these assets, you know, your family's in order, like everything looks great. Right. But what's the history of that? Like, what did it, what did I go through to get here? And what have others gone through to get to where they are? And why is it that out of my same family, um, there's, there's been very different paths taken. And mine has led me to one place, whereas, you know, other people in my family would lead them to a very, very different, potentially dark place, right? So what is it that, that I did? And, and I think that's why I did the course. But at the, at the root of that question, is a desire to um, to get more, to get more, to be more, to do more, but to the helplessness of thinking. But this is this is my circumstance. I can't do anything about my circumstance. So how could I possibly succeed? Is that a good question? You want me to answer it now? <laughs> yeah, no, I that that really hit home. No, I I think that's beautiful. Yeah, just like you said, you know, yes, you're doing very well now. But, you know, it could have went a completely different way. Right. And, and you remember that. And you said, you know, this is one of the reasons why I had my course. And you said a key word here, that, that helplessness makes me think of hopelessness and, you know, all the things like that. And, yeah, when, when we are down and out, that just seems to consume our minds. You know, how mm-hmm. am I going to get out of this? Is there even an other side? And that really takes a lot a lot of brain power, faith, a lot of other things to really get out of that funk, you mm-hmm. know, to mm-hmm. make the decision, look, th- th- this can't be the end. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not the end. And that's because 
we've already actually talked about some of the key key ways to get out of that way of thinking. You know, circumstances tell you where you're at. They say nothing about where you're going. They tell you where you're at. They don't tell you where you're going. And the, the other side of that is, is that when you're in circumstances, you have, you have facts. So even in our current situation, there's lots of facts around us, right? We can probably name lots of facts and any number of them can seem, you know, despairing or difficult or hopeless or however you want to look at those facts. But those are facts, okay? Facts are not the same as truth. Because the way that you get from facts to truth is the glasses. It's, it's how you're choosing to interpret the facts. Because one person can look at a set of facts and say, oh my goodness, it's hopeless. Another person can look at that same set of facts and say, wow, what an opportunity. You know, an opportunity to serve, an opportunity to love, an opportunity to start something new. You know, what I was doing before, I hated anyway. I lost my job. Okay, no worries. I'm going to start something new. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. h- how you look at the facts is the truth that you are end- going to end up creating. The same as, you know, the way that I look at the Lego mess. To me, it's a mess. And it's like, oh my goodness, there's Lego everywhere. For, for my son, it's a world of possibility. And so how you, how you interpret facts is going to determine your future. So let's just say that someone comes out of the background I had, you know, single mom, poverty, you know, my dad was involved in any number of illegal activities. I didn't have much hope for a future, certainly no support to get through school, um, all of those things, right? Um, physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, you know, alcoholic parents, you know, you name it, right? That set of circumstances is facts. But the truth is not that therefore I can't have a future because clearly I've shown that that's not true. So Mm -hmm. anybody's circumstances is just a pile of Lego and what they choose to make out of it is entirely up to them. And they have any number of possibilities, but I do know that it's possible. And another little point I'll say there is it's interesting that you started off by saying that when you tried snorkeling, you started hyperventilating. And, and yet when I put a snorkel in my mouth and I go into the water, I feel most at home and most alive. Right. And it's not about one being right or wrong. I'm obviously, I love swimming. I love fish. <laughs> I remember telling somebody about my scuba experience and I was like, Oh, I saw an octopus and I saw a shark. And I was like this, like her face went white. She says, that's my worst nightmare. And it's like, what? It was incredible, you know? So, but, but how, how we interpret those circumstances will determine how we then live out the next hour of our life if we're under the mm-hmm. water, you know, 100 feet down below the water, right? <laughs> That's either going to be a terrifying <laughs> experience or it's going to be the best time of my life, right? So right. the key, though, if you, if you did want to be successful in scuba or in snorkeling, the key is to breathe, to relax, and to recognize that you're really not in a place of harm, that you really are going to float. <laughs> you really are at rest. And breathing then becomes critical. So when you have stuff coming at you in life and it seems overwhelming and difficult to handle, yes, we want to be able to create something beautiful out of it, but sometimes we do just need to breathe. We need to get back to the place where we're just kind of coaching ourselves, walking ourselves through it, 
deep breathing, reminding ourselves that it's all going to be okay. Beautiful. And you're, you're so right. So the second half to that story. <laughs> so, uh, so I was with my best friend, we were in Mexico. And so she said, okay, well, let's get on the, uh, those like flotation donut shape. Right. So I'm like, okay. And remember earlier how I said, there's what I think, and then there's reality. So right. it's called like the biggest aquarium in the world. And, you know, there's like sliding board. I'm thinking, okay, well, we'll go on the other side. It can't be that deep. So you start off, you're sitting on that donut and, you, and, and, and there's branches that are interlocked above you and you just grab one and push yourself. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. You know, I'm like, all right, all right. And then it opens up and I'm like, holy crap, this is serious. <laughs> like, this is literally just the other side. It's not like the three, you know, three feet water and then the six foot, you know, like this is the same. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm like, all right, calm down. Okay, so we had, uh, prior to getting on this, we got a, a camera that was inside of uh, um, a, a case. So this is before like waterproof cameras, whatever. And the camera's inside the case. You take pictures. So we're floating out and I'm, I'm kind of chilled. I'm like, okay, all right, I got this. I'm just going to ride this out. I lean over a little bit to give Caroline the camera and I fall off the donut. And no. my glasses fall down the water. I'm like, oh my God, and I am panicking. And so, and like you said, breathe. So I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And this little kid tells her, your friend needs help. <laughs> so looking back, it's a little funny. So finally, I put my toe on this rock that was there. So this must be like, I don't know, 100 feet tall rock. I don't know. So I'm putting foot, I'm like, how am I going to get out of this? Luckily, where I fell, the steps to the first checkpoint weren't that far, but far enough. So she came back and she goes, you got to swim. And I said, I can't. She goes, you have to. I'm thinking a tugboat is going to come my way. She goes, Tia, we're in Mexico. There is no tugboat. You have to swim. I'm like, what? So I'm lightly touching her leg. Like, I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. And I swam to the first checkpoint. And I survived. And I made it. So I'm not saying to face your fears by just diving in the water. What I'm saying is, as Kimberly so beautifully put it, start with breathing once I mm. got my thoughts together like I need to get out of this and not like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god just quiet myself and then I wasn't deep into spirituality so I didn't know this was called breathing but that's <laughs> what I was doing so I'm just like okay okay and the whole time you don't have to be comfortable I wasn't comfortable that's but right. I did it good for you good for you <laughs> exactly it and isn't that isn't that this the the key to success in virtually anything, it's probably not going to be comfortable, but go ahead and do it. <laughs> yes, it's not going to be comfortable or pretty. <laughs> no. And you might look a little silly in the meantime, right? But that's okay. Yes. That's okay. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? You may even lose something too, because the camera fell. Like I wasn't getting the camera back. I wasn't getting some things back that's okay. Those are probably the things that you were meant to lose. I'm not saying that mm. the, like, I had to lose a camera, but it's just symbolic, especially for the story that sometimes people are afraid to lose something in the process of being in abundance. Well, what if I lose my friends or what if I lose a certain family member? Mm. You may have to accept that. Yeah, that is the truth. It is true. And Yes. Um, you can go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, because uh -huh. sometimes, you know, you, you hang on to things and your, your, your fists are closed, but in order to receive, 
what actually is coming, you've got to open up your hand. And the things that are meant to stay will stay, but there are some things that are going to probably fly off. And, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts? Well, I would say, you know, like the, the, they always say that one of the key elements to being successful in anything is to develop something called grit. And grit is good old fashioned getting up and pushing on even when things knock you down. And so, so many people right now going through so much. I, I will say that I love when I heard on a previous podcast of yours that, you know, like you, you always love to start from a place of gratitude. I, I believe that a hundred percent because if you cannot be grateful for what you have right now, you will never achieve abundance. And the reason for that is that even when you have more, you still won't be grateful. And when more gets added onto that, you still won't be grateful. And you could have everything in the world and still not be grateful. And that's really never going to get you to abundance because abundance isn't about how much you have. It's about how you're experiencing and living in what you have. And it's, an, it's a mindset of there's always enough. I'm always going to be provided for. So being grateful for what you have is absolutely critical. Being able to get up when you get pushed down um, is so important. And I always say that if you truly want to walk in abundance, you need to give away. Because if you are receiving, we talked about the receiving, we talked about the importance of stopping and being still and listening, but it's equally important that we're giving out because um, I, I love to tell the difference between the, the Dead Sea and the, and the Jordan River, right? The Jordan River is teeming with life or the Sea of Galilee, rather, it's teeming with life. The Dead Sea is dead, but the Jordan River flows into both. The difference between the one that's teeming with life and the one that's dead is that the Dead Sea, the Jordan River flows into it, but nothing flows out. Whereas the, the uh, Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River flows in, but there's also a flow out. And so if you really want to create abundance in your life, you need to have a way for things to flow out. You need to give back. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for being on the show. My please pleasure. visit. Oh, yes. Please visit Kimberly Malusis. Okay. At uh, KimberlyMalusis.com. I will put the link to our website in the description for this episode. Thank you for listening. Be kind to yourself. I'm always rooting for you. And I am sending you many blessings. Until next time, Spiritual Trailblazer. As always, Spiritual Trailblazer, thank you for tuning in. Do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you and I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.